saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Don't you dare put this in the intro. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> People's I'm, mothers I'm, listen to this podcast, including I'm, ours. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. As you can tell, I'm very tired. You're sleepy boy. I'm sleepy boy. Here's the deal. Normally, I'm not a big the weather affects my physiological situation kind of guy, but um, yesterday and all the day, all like the seven days previous, it was 70 degrees here, and today it's in the 30s, mm. and it's a 40 degree swing. That'll make any that'll take the wind out of anyone's sails. I feel like. <laughs> Usually, I'm not a weather affects me kind of guy, but man, this global pandemic is really getting to me. <laughs> 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 oh man are you okay <laughs> someone please help i just hold on I like <laughs> i was i was thought of that the joke that i told you right before we started the show <laughs> i was like man usually i'm not a weather affected guy but the gulf war really is getting me down he really, really got me man <laughs> <laughs> uh every okay so based on our speaking speaking of jokes that i love um i've decided i've not uh, you know how i make sweeping decisions that end up of not panning out yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so i decided just now live on the crunch that oh, no. um i made <laughs> i uh we had a conversation last week about about jokes and how like i think of a joke and i write it down and then i never do anything with it i never like put it into my stand-up act i yeah. was like why not just make a bunch of tiktoks and so oh, no i made a joke <laughs> I made it because this is what Vine was. Right. Was jokes. And if I had been this funny <laughs> when Vine <laughs> okay. was around, okay. like I was not funny in high school. Like Slow if down, I had cowboy. my current level of humor, listen, I'm a funny, I'm a lot funnier than I was in high school. That's true. I think we both are. If I was this funny, not like I'm so funny. Like if I was this funny when I was mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have dominated Vine because Vine was not that funny <laughs> looking back. Well, you you probably could have been funnier, but you would have been missing out on the crucial component, which would have been being at least a nine out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I think no, you're an, I think the... you're an eight. Don't get me wrong, but in order to be successful <laughs> on Vine, your hair has to go three feet above your head and then straight back, and you have to be really, really white. No, 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 no. You first of all check on that last one, but second of all, wait, hold um, on. All the what? let's let's just talk about how all of the viners that have made successful transitions out of vine and into youtube have all been white oh y- yeah so that's my except idea except for like, curtis connor he's kind of what he's kind of not kind, white. kind of i don't even know who that is oh you're not you, okay i watch most of i watch a lot of them they're on youtube they're all commentary channels now for right. some reason um yeah uh so i made a vine or sorry a tiktok and you saw it <laughs> I like TikTok a lot better than Vine. First of all, squares are stupid. We all okay. know this. The okay. square aspect ratio was always dumb. Um, a full a full phone video is fun, and also there's a bunch of different effects you can do. So you can make jokes hit faster, and you can also do like uh, smash cuts, which is fun. Anyway, so I'm having fun with Vine because, or sorry, TikTok. You can't say it right. <laughs> no, I can't, and it is, and always will be Vine, and it's the same thing. Um, but no, you are right. A bunch of uh, Phoebe's sister said something about me. Sh- I should make a TikTok. She said something about me making a TikTok, and I, I made a joke that it, I was like, "I'm not hot enough to be on TikTok." But um, <laughs> I'm not a skinny white boy with a middle part. I can't. I'm not going to be successful on TikTok. It, here's um, the thing: what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to do things that I wouldn't normally do for the sake of being close with the people that I love and care about. Right? Yes. I re-downloaded Instagram so I could watch my students' stories and see how they were doing. I redownloaded world of warcraft so i could play with my brother who is living by himself in manhattan right now um because i think now is the time for me to like get over myself and not have such like a 
absolutist mindset about everything that I think is bad is always bad, no matter what. Um, so do you think if I downloaded TikTok and I made videos, I would want you to be the only person that follows me because if, if I make five and you're like, Ethan, these aren't funny, I would just be done. But I was making them and I was making you laugh. Then that would be worth it. That would be worth my time and energy to bring joy to my sweet, sweet baby boy. What if we only follow each other? And that, that's our see, brand. that's it. That's the thing. Is that all right? I'm that, unfollowing everyone right now. Attaboy. because I think you think about the funniest things of all time, right? Um, like The Simpsons, you know, or <laughs> what? I was just thinking, people who how do they? Oh, write I gotta those, follow Nick. How do they write those shows? Right, they're all locked in in a writer's room. Together. In a room. So you and me just following each other, TikTok effectively becomes our writer's room where we're trading jokes back and forth to see what's the funniest and then eventually we'll win it just might take I us some time just want to say nick my little brother has 10.9 thousand followers on tiktok that's because nick is i've seen nick in person i've given nick a hug and my goodness let me tell you something emma turn off this part of the podcast nick is an incredibly well-built man he is. And I just make that 10.9.1 because, wow, <laughs> add me in. Talk about, talk about a glow up because yeah. he, he was such a cute kind of chubby little kid when he mm-hmm. was in middle school. Mm-hmm. But, oh, boy, he stretched. Oh, and <laughs> they put him on the rack. <laughs> they put him on the rack, and they, he is now six foot three. I think, yeah, six foot three. He's taller than me now. And, um... Everyone has the same reaction when they see him. They're like, "That's your brother," uh-huh. and I'm like, "Thank you." What happens? Or that's your brother, <laughs> and then uh, and then he talks and then laughs, and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah. got it." <laughs> it's it's pretty creepy when he laughs. Honestly, it sounds like your disembodied soul entered into his body and is still <laughs> still chuckling. Yes. Um. So yeah, let's let's be let's make let's make humors let's make laughs together. I think the um, the Stevie Boys and the Nevy Boys should only follow each other on TikTok. <laughs> and this that's is our it. brand. This is our brand. I I had to keep following my brothers on TikTok because that is the rule. That's fair. But I unfollowed all my friends just now. Sorry guys. Um, Good. So how what's yeah. your total follower count at now? One. <laughs> just Nick. which is a flex. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> when I I, make I, it, I can't stand those Twitter accounts that have like millions of followers and follow zero people let's let's talk about the gumption on jason everett to have tens of thousands of followers and only follow his wife and the pope like that's <laughs> that's pretty incredible that's intense yeah <laughs> that, that's how you know that someone's social media is run by a team at one point like that's <laughs> at one point i was one of the eight people that matt frad followed that's a because deal. i tweeted it at him and i said hey follow me senpai and he did and I was like, let's go. And then just un- for the meme. And then he unfollowed me. So <laughs> follow me, senpai. I don't know if I actually said oh senpai, gosh. but it was like a legitimate like, hey, I really love you. And please. Yeah. Oh, it was like a straight up like. Yes. Yes. Fan it was. Boy? Yes, it was. So speaking of fanboying on Twitter, remember Patrick Madrid? You remember the show Fanboy and Chum Chum? <laughs> Hot dang. That was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember I- Patrick Madrid? Uh, I remember him existing on Twitter and tweeting in all caps, but I don't know anything else about him. So yeah, he was like a big apologist for Catholic answers. I don't know what he does now. Anyway, I was a huge fan of his in high school. He blocked me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. And I'm not mad a little, but I, (laughs) he probably, you know what? It's, it's probably the same thing that happens with all those former ex Catholic. It's like ex Catholic answers. People are kind of like ex Navy seals where they go off and they do like work for hit, like as hitman and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> um, I think he just went to the far right and yeah, is now just kind of living over there writing for Ben Shapiro or like, or like first things magazine. First so yeah, th- I think it's what probably happened was I got a lot of likes or retweets on some on dunking on someone, which I'm not supposed to be dunking on people on Twitter. My doctor told me that it's not good for my heart. Um, <laughs> I, you're not, I, I, you're not tall enough to dunk on most people, Patrick. What? That's not true. <laughs> I'm tall enough to dunk on you. Hold on. All right. Listen. I just wouldn't be able to because you could, you could, you jump high. So I do. I do jump very high. How'd you know that about me? 
I don't. You that's just like seem a weird, like the kind of person who can. That's <laughs> you know that's so interesting because there are some like physical features that you just like know. Like I know that Alexander's kind of like freakishly strong, like pound for pound, but he's like he weighs 140 pounds. You know. Oh, I believe that. But I believe he that like he can do this thing where he try this if you're listening right now. Lay down on the ground and like put your hands out in front of you, um, and put your feet out behind you. So like you're laying flat, and then lift yourself up on just your hands and your toes. It takes every muscle in your body. And Alexander Wait, can, so can lay do flat it. on the floor with just your toe. What? Lay flat on the floor, like face down, and then lift yourself up, like with just your fingers and your toes. And okay. it's it's crazy difficult. And Alexander can just do it, no problem. And it's like one of those things that you wouldn't know unless you like lived with him. And you could he oh, like Oh god. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just this kind of the like hardest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> you like try to push and then it just doesn't work. Just my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> and your toes. Your fingers and your toes. You have to flex literally every muscle in your body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. For all of you listening at home, I did it. <laughs> did you really do it? No. No, you didn't do it. Uh, physical comedy on this podcast. And the, oh my what, gosh, my ankles and wrists just popped all yeah. at once getting yeah. up. So what I'm saying is, is because we only hang out once a year in person, there's no way you would know that I actually have a r- pretty ridiculous vertical for how tall I am. So I know you're into basketball. Yeah. And I think I've seen you jump at like seek. Uh-huh. So like, anyway. All right. So <laughs> besides all that, uh-huh. um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I did a. Uh, you, you know what I did this week? What? I started my total money makeover, baby. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cutting thought? up all your credit cards and. Well, I didn't have any of those, but who would have thought that? Uh, you know, listening to you talk about money and me having respect for you as a friend and a person would lead me to change my actions and behaviors. Who would have <laughs> who, who, who thought, thought, thought? That friendship changes people for the better? Yeah, I know. Um, no, it was really great. So we have, uh, I kind of talked about this before, but like my schedule is prayer in the morning and then in between prayer and lunch is I want to spend time working on myself. So that's either reading something that I've never read before. Like I have this Frank Sheed book sitting on my shelf that I've wanted to read for so long that I just haven't. Um, or like learning things about kind of my, the practical side of my life. And so I started reading total money makeover and I read through it in like three or four days. And every day I would sit down and I'd read it for like an hour, two hours. I took notes. I looked up the things that I didn't know about. Um, hmm. And I adjusted my budget. And I I increased my student loan payments by 150% per month because I finally like took a serious look at my money in a way that was actually productive and helpful. And I found this great Google sheet that was like already set up to do a budget. And I just typed everything in. And I was like, oh my gosh. Where did the oh, soda go? I have go? a really cool sheet that I, I use with my clients that shows you like how much you have to spend each month to be out of debt by a certain amount of time. Right. I did that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, wait, you cool. have one of those too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a... Yeah. Sweet. I did a whole bunch of calcs, as they call them in nice. the biz. Calcs. Um, um, yeah. So that was really cool. I haven't read really Total Money Makeover yet. You haven't? No, but I read I read the Handbook of Personal Finance, which is like the fat trimmed version of it where there's no stories. Yeah. His books are so all pretty like much the same fun. anyway. Yeah, honestly they are. Well, I mean, he's, his radio show is answering the same questions over and over again, and it's still the third largest radio show in the country. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. 16 million people listen to it every year. Every day. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> every day. Dave Ramsey is just so funny. Like, what the hell are you doing buying that car? <laughs> he's the grandpa no one... He, he's the grandpa that no one realized they needed. Yeah. And some people don't want. Yes. But it feels so great to be like, okay, I can get out of debt in less than two years, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Hopefully shorter if I can fundraise more money for my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of weird because I don't get structured pay raises like everybody else. I just have to fundraise my pay raise. So I have to <laughs> I have to do that. Um, but that's what the summer's for, hopefully, if we're not uh, locked down still. But hopefully I can increase it into next year and then be done mm. in even shorter. I'm hoping to get like 18 to 20 months from now. I'll be done. I'll be done with it. That's and awesome. man. I know. And that it's just like, I never really thought that it was possible, but now it is. <laughs> I'm just so, cool. so I, thankful. 
like unironically yeah like that that was how i felt when i first right. did when i first started listening to dave ramsey's like oh i didn't realize that i could be out of debt like when they say you're on a 10-year repayment plan you're like gosh i have to pay this for 10 years yeah but no no no, you can pay extra on your debt i don't know if you guys knew that oh, but just there's so you nothing know, stopping you for those of you that are in student loan debt right now uh the trump passed an automatic thing so that every single student loan automatic debiting payment has been paused until september so if you would like to keep yeah. making payments at 0% interest because of coronavirus, you need to contact your loan provider today and say, hey, I would like to keep making auto payments because it automatically yes. puts everyone on forbearance. So don't don't let this opportunity go by. I didn't know this. I would have ignored that email until today. <laughs> like <laughs> if I hadn't have like read this book before I said, it, I would have been like, oh, OK, whatever. And like moved on with my life. But yeah. no, that's. You go make payments at zero percent interest. That'll be it'll all. It's all applied to the principal. It's crazy. I yeah, isn't that awesome? I it know. all applies to the principal, guys. When you make extra, this is something else that people don't realize. When you make extra payments on a car loan or a student loan, always check extra payments, not your regular payment. Extra payments always click principal only because it brings down the total interest you'll pay over time. Oh. I'm paying like no interest on my car because I've only made extra principal payments. There you go. Anyway, so, so yeah, I, speaking of focus, it's cool. I had speaking of all of this, actually, uh -huh. I had I talked to a couple of focus missionaries yesterday oh, about nice. their money. So you're cheating and, on me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was funny because I, I also gave them a bunch of like fundraising advice. And like I told them, I talked to them about how the stuff that you're learning right now mm -hmm. will actually help you fundraise better if yes. you communicate what you're learning right now to your donors. Yes. Like you mean two, about my two potential money? givers. Yeah, like talk about your they want you to talk about your finances with them. And then if you show them that you're a good steward of your money, they're oh, yeah. definitely more likely to give. But also they know what it's going to. Um so yeah, anyway, I and I, I talked to them and I was like, Hey, you know, they said this and I thought that was pretty funny. I I was like going on a couple of rants and they were like, Why aren't you at training? And I was like, You email good old no. Kurt and tell him that I'll go to training in a Seriously. heartbeat, man. No, this is this is not a <laughs> this is not a knock at focus, but one of the things that I really felt sort of confused about when I left training my first summer was how all of the money worked. Like, mm -hmm. and nobody really took, cause at, imagine you're, you're me, right. And you just decided you're going to be a missionary probably about a month before you go to training. So your whole life is kind of flipped. And in that time you like <laughs> graduated from college, you moved home, you moved to Florida. You're, you're all of a sudden placed on this team with strangers and there's you have you're moving to another state in two months and you have to fundraise forty thousand dollars in between now and then. OK, that's kind of what my life was like. And I was I had no clue what was going on. And then they just kind of gloss over the whole like how the expense system works. They gloss over how the like all of that stuff is. And eventually my team director explained it to me, but I had to I had to ask over and over again because I was paying attention to so many things at once. I was like, I don't understand how this is working. So where do the taxes go? What is this? What is that? How do I get my life insurance? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I was like, I feel like one class about all of this would have cleared up my, my life so much. And then on top of that, all of this other debt stuff that I'm learning about now, granted, they did give me this book that summer and I just waited until now to read it, which is my <laughs> fault. But but giving someone the book is not enough exactly. because they have to. Th this is if the if the person who gave you the book had read the book, they he talks about this. It's the the information is free. That's why I tell people who yeah. who come to me for coaching, like you can ask me as many questions as you want. But the reason why coaching and the reason why like the reason why that's a thing is because the why matters more than the what. The what mm -hmm. is like the third thing you have to worry about. The yes. why and the how are first. Yes. So I was just very, yeah. If someone like you were to come in and be like, listen, this is how, so they, they talk about fundraising a lot, but then they never talk about what to do with your money once you've completed fundraising. <laughs> and so it's, <laughs> and maybe they do. And I was just too stressed out to hear about it. But I think that's, that's also a problem with like, even if you do talk about what to do when you have it, people are still worried about the actual getting it before they can even focus on, you know, what to do afterwards. And so I, I, I kind of wish there was a way to do maybe like a post fundraising, like, okay, you've done it. Yeah. It might be, it might be like know. a second year thing. Well, it might even be just something that I do next year as a team director with my team, you know, of like, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Anyway, this is not super important to the podcast, but I just thought it was interesting and cool. And I wanted to share that I started doing that. And I think a lot of the stuff that he talks about is really cool. And man, I, I feel like a schmuck. So don't it's feel like a schmuck. It's, it's taken okay. me too long to get here. I I mean, people read this book and they're like 50. That's and they're true. like, 
oh gosh you know so you're good um you're ahead of the curve <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway we we're here we've been we've been talking <laughs> i don't do you do you want to do you want to you know do your hot take first or should i curve? do mine thomas uh, aquinas what <laughs> sorry what I uh you know who else was but- you can't hear me? Oh, Thomas Aquinas. I was going to say, you know who else was ahead of the curve? Us, five years ago on social media. Um, <laughs> now it's time here comes, for Hot Take here, Time Machine. Here comes the, the Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine, the, f- the favorite part of the show where we take a look back and we go back in time at the show. No, not at the show, at the tweets. at the Well, at the various forms of social media. We look back at the other things that we've done <laughs> in our past and we talk about them. You struggling for the Hot Take Time Machine intro is more funny than me in the crunch on that jingle. Yeah. And now here we go. And it's here comes Patrick with our first take from the Hot Take Time Machine. Patrick, give, give it away. So this hot take comes from April 2015. So this is a fresh hot take. Well, as fresh as hot takes can be. Yes. And Patrick Nevy, April 2015 on Facebook said, this whole bathroom thing is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So you remember back in the day when stuff would happen in your high school and you post about it on Facebook? Yeah. And you need context? Yes. So this is the the one of those things. (laughs) This, This whole bathroom thing? I can't get behind it. <laughs> Going to the bathroom. I miss the is woods. Whack, bro. I miss the woods. <laughs> hoarding toilet paper, bro. I'm hoarding leaves. You're man. telling me. You're telling me that God created me to to when I had to go wee woo to go sit down <laughs> on this cold cold bowl rather than rather than take the shovel that I made with my own hands, <laughs> go out into the woods behind my house, dig a little hole, and 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 give it all back to the Lord. Give it right back to the Lord. Give it back to the earth, so, Mother Earth. So the bathroom thing that I'm referring to is not the concept of bathrooms. Okay. But I can't believe I found this because, first of all, we're getting to the point in high school for five years ago was when I did stand-up comedy. So this five is years ago, in, folks. Was five years ago your senior year? Yeah. That's crazy. Sometimes I forget that I'm a year older than you. Oh, yeah, you are. Wow. And that used to matter. It did. Uh, it doesn't matter. It anymore. does not matter at all. <laughs> a, a modicum. Um, so step. Okay. So sorry. I, I was reading something that I wrote down. Step one. But that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. So the administration in my high school in my senior year. And I was like done with high school at this point. I was like, everything is stupid and I'm better than you. Um, wow. Like you we all were. Really unique. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean no, everyone was like that, but they need to understand the they need to understand the context. So the administration passed this rule where you couldn't like teachers were no longer allowed to issue hall passes. So like all hall passes had to be approved by the principal's office. And our school was big and was small enough that you could do that. Um but anyway, the first thing that all of the students did was they were like what if we have to go to the bathroom <laughs> and everyone got really mad? Okay. And first of all, the administration didn't say you can't go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. All right. Some administrations do that where they're like, go to the bathroom between classes, but the school is huge and you get three minutes to yeah. walk. Yeah, That's yeah. stupid. But, um, you can't go, you can't go to the bathroom anyway. So all of my classmates and I looked for traces of it, but I vaguely recall it was everyone deleted everything. Um, I left my stuff up because you I was proud. Of, yeah, you I was proud of what I I was proud of who I was. Cops. Um, because I found a video. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so I'll show you the video later. I was I was trying to figure out a way to play a clip of it, but we can if you want. Um, so anyway, uh, this whole bathroom thing is a joke. People got online and they said stuff like, "What if we just someone someone made this impassioned post where they're like, sometimes we as students just need a break. We need to like stretch our legs and take a walk, and that's why we should have hall passes." And I was like, "No, no, that's n- no, that's wrong. You don't need to leave class to take a walk around the school. Are you kidding me?" Anyway, so there was no reason the bathroom. You could go to the bathroom, and my friend was uh, my friend was the the daughter of the vice principal. 
and uh, she was talking. She was like, "I don't. He doesn't understand what's happening. He doesn't. He has no idea that people are so upset." Someone made a, um, a Facebook page called O'Galley High School Protests. Maybe I shouldn't dox my high school. No, keep going. This okay. is great. <laughs> okay, made a made so O'Galley High School Protests, and they organized. I know exactly who it was. I'm not gonna blast them until until it the was, five year reunion. It was me. It was I was Ethan. Um, <laughs> they made O'Galley High School protests, and they had an idea where everyone was gonna come to school. They had this glorious idea that everyone would come to school with water bottles filled with not lemonade, but actual human urine. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> to protest the the bathrooms. So you wait. Hold on. So first of all, they're upset. <laughs> They're upset because they will let them go to the bathroom, and it's a perceived thing. This is like people yeah. buying toilet paper when the CDC shuts down. Stay at home. Stay at home except for essential things. But what if I have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> so so they had that, and then they decided to protest this by, by peeing at home and saying, hey, even if you do make me not go to the bathroom, I can pee somewhere else. That's the solution to the here. problem? Yeah, I guess. And then bring it here. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So that Just, was the plan. That was the plan. And what happened? It was like this huge thing. And every, every, they, it, first of all, they didn't make just a, a Facebook page. They made a Facebook profile. Like it was a, yeah. as a person. Yeah. And so they could like statuses and, and and like comment on stuff. It was so silly. Um, no, and it anyway, awesome. so in response, yeah, it was, it was fun. I was having a great time. I'm I made a, a video. Time. Oh no. I made a video called how to stage a protest. Okay. And your, your meta humor already when you were a senior. Yeah. And so I was like, so you young activists, well, I am here to tell you how to make a protest. It's like step one, find a topic. Doesn't matter what it is. Find something. Step two, two. blind anger. <laughs> Just get unrationally mad about it. Pee in a bottle, regardless of what you're <laughs> protesting about. This could be about workers' rights. This could be about voting. This could be about whatever. Pee in a bottle. You're gonna need it at some point. And like point. the, <laughs> the end of the video, I said something. I rewatched it this morning, so I said something along the lines of like, "Well, congratulations, you got people unnecessarily mad on the internet over nothing." Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this and I was I like, had a "Hot dream dang!" That one day, black children and white children would pee in bottles together, <laughs> in the same bottle, not crossing streams. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but the the mouth of the bottle's so small. <laughs> it's still it's still one of the rules. It's a rule. It is a rule. Oh my gosh! So yeah. Anyway, that was a blast from the past in high school. I was like, so I was, I was. The climax of that story was attention. the climax of that story was you made a video about it. Not th- did they pee in the bottles? Did they dump the pee on the school walls? What did they? What happened with the pee? Okay, so eventually what happened was nothing. Okay, <laughs> gosh darn it. That's the climax That's of the story. That's so disappointing. The beautiful part of this story is that no one did what they were talking about because everyone grew up on Disney Channel original movies where the the kids the kids have a revolution and the grown-ups are 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 dumb and wrong and then <laughs> And so they everybody wants to be lemonade mouth. That's the that's the moral of this story. Every no, or everyone wants will, to be urine um, anyway. Uh, what's the what's the what's the what's the show? What's the movie? Not not uh uh Max Keeble's big move. Max that's Keebler's big move. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Keeble. Yes. Everyone wants to Keeble. Everyone Max, wants Max to be Keebler, we're not going like to take it. He works for the Keebler fa- Health Factory. Max Keebler. <laughs> Max Keeble. Anyway, I don't remember. I remember that movie. <laughs> Mick Max Google's Keebler, the Brock. <laughs> an elf that revolts because he doesn't want to move away to a different tree to make more fudge cookies. Um, what was the point of that movie? What were they mad about I think, again? I, I think it was just Max Keeble that was mad because he didn't want to move. And so he wanted to have like the best last week of school ever. Um, oh, and so he did. There was a dump truck at one point, or like a bulldozer. I don't know exactly what happened. Keeble. A bunch of everybody got covered in garbage. Yeah, yeah. 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 So those are the movies we grew up with, and everyone right. think everyone was like, the, uh, uh, not everyone. This person was very like excited about 
creating change and like took a principled mm. stand and somewhere somewhere think, that girl is uh is is running an anonymous twitter account and doing the exact same thing i think i don't think exactly <clears throat> I, th- I disagree with your initial assertion that nobody did this i think exactly one person did this and came to school with a bottle of pee and then saw that nobody else did it <laughs> and had to you know what that's probably what happened <laughs> <laughs> they probably were like looked around and they're like, all right, guys, where's everyone's pee bottles? And then they saw nobody with pee bottle and then they had to pretend that it was was crystal light all day long. And they're like, oh, hey, can I have a sip of your crystal light? No, no, no. no I'm like no, really no, thirsty. No, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Drink it. <laughs> I have germs. Oh, my gosh. I have germs. No, you don't want germs. this. Um, yeah. I, I I mentioned something like that in my video. I was like, nothing's going to happen and no one's going to remember this in three weeks. But you will. And for five years. In in five years. Yes. (laughs) And they'll remember it in five years. And you'll every so often for the next couple of years, you'll lie awake at night and go, I can't believe I did that that one time. And then at the 10 year reunion, someone's going to bring it up and everyone's going to laugh. And you're all the while you're going to have to pretend that it wasn't you. (laughs) That's so specific. I know. (laughs) What if it was me? You really got him. I bet it was. What if I don't remember? (laughs) I the funny thing is I didn't have a recollection of this until today, but it was like such a huge thing, and I wonder if there are other huge things from high school that I'm not remembering. I wish that high school wasn't so sanitized these days. I feel like you should be up to like the point of like assault and battery, you know. Up to the point of yeah, never mind. Up to the point of like real crime. I feel like you should do whatever you want, you know. To the school as a as a high school youth minister, I disagree. <laughs> tell me, tell me where the line should be drawn. The line, well, I mean, a lot of bad things happen in high schools now that are over the line. Like what? Um, drugs. I don't. Yeah, sex. The the yes, oh, premarital no. eye contact, for instance. Oh no. <laughs> Every time I bring up my fiance with my students, they say don't no premarital eye contact Aww. and they're very funny. They're so cute. Um they're so adorable. So yeah, that's my hot take. <laughs> I think we're already like a half halfway through the podcast right now. Yeah, let's well that sounds like it's a perfect time to uh crunch on that as it were. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. (sighs) Okay. Come on. You got it. All right. Come on. Same, same, the same jingle. Uh, Follow me on TikTok at CatholicPat. Now it's time to crunch on that. Hmm. Okay. So at the beginning there, just look notes, just some show notes, a little critique. At the beginning, you didn't, How dare you didn't you, really first say first of any, all. You, you didn't really say any words. <laughs> and then you just, you rhymed it with crunch on that, but you didn't say anything at the beginning. So could you just, could you just run it back one more time and make sure that we get some words there at the beginning instead okay. of uh, non-enunciated said, syllables? Follow me on TikTok at CatholicPat. Now it's time to crunch on that. You went so long without rhyming that with Pat, and now this is you've chosen this this a uh, self promo. Th- listen, don't make me do, do it, it a third time. Okay? I'm not make I don't, you do don't it like a this time. bit either. This <laughs> this is another bit. This is a multi layer, seven layered lip dip bit, and I don't like it. How come I can rhyme bit lip and not lip, at lip dip bit? Um, bit dip <laughs> bit dip all right oh my gosh well thank you for so you have a you have a topic generous of you to spend your time working on that every week for us yeah i don't thank know if you. it's a topic as much <laughs> i as mean you're welcome a... you're you're gonna have to i'm back on the in-house wi-fi so this should work okay you sound great now cool all right let's keep going okay gosh 
that was four minutes of my life I'll never get back. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice again, though. For a minute there, I was very scared. It was very dark, very quiet. Um, <laughs> very sad, very alone. But I want you to I want you to talk me off the ledge. Okay. I'm not I'm not I don't want to be negative. <clears throat> okay. But I've been having these thoughts and they finally crystallized in my brain this morning. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I have been very reluctant and hesitant to get on board with all of the live streaming video <laughs> thing. Yeah. Right. The whole Catholicism online edition. Right. Um. And I didn't know why necessarily I was so against it, right? Like, I'm fine with doing a few things. I'm fine with doing a podcast, right? I do one with you, and I do one with my team, and I post it, and, like, it's conversation, and all it is we're just sharing conversation, sharing thoughts. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So, honestly, I don't think there's anything really wrong with, like, the live streaming mass. I think that's good. Um, it's just, like, all of the other stuff that's kind of been included in all of this, I think is, is a bit much, and I think... I think the reason and maybe maybe my understanding of the reason for why it's happening is wrong and you work for the church so maybe you can tell me that I'm being wrong. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. It, my understanding is that a lot of these things that people are doing, right? A lot of these videos that they're posting, these live streams that they're having, the the topics that they're choosing of, you know, we've got to be able to live the faith when we're at home during coronavirus like that I've seen uh, 300 of those even like word, yeah. word on fire uploaded one yesterday. Like they haven't slowed down. Like they're still coming, you know? Um, it's like really guys. I think <laughs> just like the cases they're doubling every day. I know. Sorry. I, exactly. Uh, I think we've figured it out, you know? Um, but I think it comes from a fear that people are just going to forget about the church when they're home. It comes from a fear Interesting. that people are going to forget about Jesus and so, and that's what they're coming from. It's like, oh, what if they, what if they do something else? What if they get busy? What if they, what if they have all these other things going on and then they don't pray or then they don't, they don't tune into our parish service or whatever, blah, 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 right? There's all this, this, what if they don't? Um, and it makes me ask the question of like, what the hell has the church been doing if we can't trust the people of our church to not forget about God if they can't see the other, like, if they can't come to the church building or if they can't see other people you know, in their church community. Like what have we been, Mm. what have we been really teaching people if we're so worried that they're going to not pray for, if they don't see the church building for two months, what have we been doing? And I just, I think that that fear has just led to an overabundance of like, well, we got to be doing something every single day, every single week or else they, they just won't. And unless we do this, there's, there's no, there's no trust or belief that God will take care of his people. And I think partially that fear is well-founded of like, yeah, the, you you as the church have not been teaching people how to live discipleship outside of the context of structured weekly mass. Um, but then also, do you believe in the power of your own prayer? Like, do you believe that you, mm-hmm. in order to reach people, in order to affect people's lives, you have to live stream your prayer? Or do you believe that prayer transcends time and space and can affect people <laughs> without it being on the internet? <laughs> you know, it's it's like this this constant, like the closest thing that we have to creating our own God is the internet because it's nearly infinite. It's very powerful. You know, it's like we've replaced yeah. we've replaced grace with the internet. It's like, oh, I don't need I don't need God's grace. I can I can just tweet this out. I can just send out this video. I can just do this Facebook live. Hey, stream. hey, kids, hey, kids, you having fun on the information superhighway? Well, how about <laughs> how about the the in salvation super God's I am the way, truth, and the life? Huh? You're a part of the system. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Get him out. I'm a boomer. <laughs> Your laptop is stacked on a gather hymnal right now, and I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I brought one from work just so that I could <laughs> remember my roots. I left my Bible at home and I brought the gather hymnal. Oh man. <clears throat> so I think you're I think you're in going in the right direction. I think that your reluctance to embrace to immediately go headlong into we gotta stream, baby, is mm-hmm. is um is something that I went through at first too. I think that I So principles help you make decisions faster what do vice principles do vice 
vice principal's sin. Um, so because they're called vice, vice. principal. That's interesting. Thank I so, I did have my uh, vice principal got arrested for drunk driving when I was in high school. So <laughs> it sounds like he had a couple of vice. It was a, it was a she, <laughs> and she was very mean. Anyway, well there you go. So the principles help you make decisions faster and so like if you haven't been guiding your ministry not you specifically if we haven't been guiding our ministries as a church principle with based on principles right based on like what we value and what we hold dear then we're not gonna do digital ministry based on principles either we're just gonna run it willy-nilly and what we're seeing right now is the effects of everybody in the church starting a ministry at the same time yeah there's no structured ministry outside of like people who have prevent like everybody's doing something new right now there, there are very few people who are doing the same things they've been doing before unless you already had some kind of live stream thing going then you're do, you're you're doing everything new all over again, and I think it goes. I think it shows how many people in the church inherited something that was working, and have kind of been riding that, and they don't know how to start something mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. And and they also because, they also don't know why it's working in the first place. I don't think they understand conceptually like the principles behind the thing that they inherited. Yes, I think that's I think that's fair. So, all of this is to say, I think that your approach. And then it, with with if you don't run your ministry based on principles, this happens. If you don't use technology principledly, then this happens too. Ethan's principles are pretty um, exclus- exclusionist. He's pretty much just like an extinctionist. He's like, I don't I don't want any of this nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want you're like you you said like three weeks ago I deleted Instagram, and then a week later you're like, okay, I had to redownload Instagram so I could stay connected with my disciples. Yes, and that's like a principled. Like, I am making a decision to download this app and use this medium so that I can achieve this goal. And I've done, I've, I've thought about it, and I think this is the best way to do it. The principle that we, I think uh, over the years that we've talked about technology, I think the principle that we've come down to when it comes to technology is technology leads to in-person. So technolo- technological communication leads to in-personal, in-person communion. Yeah. So like all technological tools are at the service of that person-to-person contact. So right now we're seeing a spike in technology because that in-person-to-person contact is illegal. (laughs) You're going to get shot. Um, And unsafe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I don't think it's a bad thing. But I also don't think it needs to be about the coronavirus. Yes. Yes. That's the other thing you brought up that makes sense. Yes. This it doesn't why, need to be about the coronavirus. This is why I want to play World of Warcraft with my brother and my students, right? Because it's like I want to I want to go and I want to mine copper and make pants and sell them for 30 silver and <laughs> like just talk about killing that bear over there and hey, can you heal me because I'm dying cuz I ran in too fast cuz I was over eager to kill that bear over there. Like that's <laughs> that's what I would like to do. And then along the way like talk about how things are going how's your how's your day what's going on here tell some jokes just the other day i was playing with my brothers and i laughed so hard that i cried because my brother ryan typed into the into the discord <laughs> chat jeeves stobbs instead of steve jobs and it just made me laugh so <laughs> hard and it was right after i had typed <laughs> Wopa Infrey, and we were just like doing this name <laughs> reverse thing, and I I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, "This is what I need right now. Like, this is what I yeah. think a lot of people need. It's just this totally non-connected, just regular hangout that's not about anything." And I think the church as a whole is so scared to have that because we're o- we're only used to seeing people in the in the context of an event or a service or a mass or a Bible study, and like that's. Maybe I see this differently because of my job. Like my 90% of my job is just to hang out, you know, um, and and make friends and be friends. And I think what we're seeing and a lot of the reason that I think myself and maybe some other people are recognizing this is like not as good as it could be is because it seems like the church is just boiling it down, boiling down ministry to just the things and not the the relationships and it's like that's the exact opposite of what we need to be doing if we want to teach people about god you know because god isn't about the things he doesn't desire sacrifice 
right? He desires our hearts. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like in a lot of ways we're, we're sending the wrong message and it's, mm-hmm. it, and maybe that's just because we only see the structural things that are being posted and maybe I'm not seeing the priest making phone calls and the ministers making phone calls to individuals. Right. And like, cause you can't see how much time I spend talking to my guys on the phone, you know, in a week. Yeah. Um, and so I want to believe that that's there, but on a, also like another part of me believes that they're the people that work for the church are convinced that once they post the link to the live stream, they're done for the, for the day. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's yeah, someone else's like life team is doing a live stream. So I just got to post the link and then I've done my job. Exactly. Like, is that me being yeah. cynical or is that, is there some truth there? I think you're a little cynical. I don't know anyone who's doing that, so I can't say, ah, it's happening everywhere, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that was going down. But I think I think what I've been doing with my live streams, right? I've been doing I've been doing Bible study live streams for my students Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two thirty, twitch.tv slash Patrick Nevy. Anyone can come because it's not just for my kids. It's for anyone who wants to study scripture and yeah. like pray more yeah um and i also want other people to show up because i want my students to see that other people besides people that go to their church pray and i have a discord with my teens i have like google hangout zoom calls with them right um i've talked to them small group stuff and i've like i (laughs) don't tell them this um i always leave the google hangout like 15 minutes before it's supposed to end Oh, guys, sorry, I got to go. I got to go make dinner. Bye, everybody. And then they stay on for like an hour afterwards Aww. just by themselves. It's a it's a it's a scam. Um, I'm making them be friends. So um, and it's a, and like one of them will like walk around his house and shit. One of them has ducks. So he's like, hey, guys, check out my ducks. And they're just like hanging out together, which is great. And that's that's my point is like my my goal after this is all over is for them to have had a shared experience with each other. And I think if you're running a ministry where it's based on community, then I think that should be your purpose. If you're running a ministry that's based on just getting information out there, your goal should be get people to pray. And getting people to pray is not going to be like how to pray during coronavirus. Exactly. It's just how How to to pray. pray. Yes. Just teach them how to do that. I haven't talked about coronavirus in my Bible study since the first one because we don't need to talk about it anymore. The doctors have it handled. You don't need to talk about it. You just need to pray about it if God puts it on your heart. Pray about it often because we need to pray about it. But we don't need to we don't need to find a bunch of scripture verses about disease and talk about the spirituality of a disease. Like just teach them about the crucifixion. We're about to go into Holy Week. Yeah. Just talk about the crucifixion. The answers to everything are in the cross. And this is this is something that I noticed um this week, right? Is is my group of guys that I lead in Bible city that are on the soccer team, right They're They're my pride and joy. And I love them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I got on the call with them today and I said like, Hey, how are you guys doing? Expecting them fully to be like, Oh, everything sucks. Like I completely abandoned Lent. Like I haven't really been praying, but all of them that were on the call without fail were like, you know, I've still been praying at night and I, I would love to be praying in the morning, but sometimes it's hard. So I maybe only do it once every couple of days and I've been reading scripture, but not as often as I want to. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? Like, yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. Right. And like, praise God for that because they, um, and maybe I just like, I bet I'm, I'm too hard on myself probably. It's like, I don't think that I'm giving them enough or, or doing enough for them. But then you, you see something like this and I call them and they tell me about how, how they're doing. And I'm like, Oh, they, and I had this idea of principles, like, and the things that we're talking about already in my head. And I'm like, Oh, they're, they're doing the things that I've, that we talk about every single week, you know? Like I, I don't try to teach anything new necessarily. Like when I go to Bible study, like I lead this, the Bible study and it's all about how are you repenting of your sin? How are you growing in your prayer life? And how are you growing in communion with each other? And like, that's kind of the the main things that I really talk about every single week without fail, just with different scripture. (laughs) That's all I really, that's (laughs) all I really care about. And that's the, the only thing that's really important. And so them just saying like, okay, yeah, we, I miss the community, but here are some things that I can do and like giving them a concrete direction. And I, and I did kind of pick, I cheated and I picked kind of a coronavirus E uh, passage where it's, it's That's okay. Paul, <laughs> Paul writing to Timothy from prison. And I was like, prison's a lot like quarantine, right guys? And they all groaned at me and I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, 
but he talks about how it's the verse where he talks about how God didn't give us a spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. And I was like, you, you guys could choose to have a spirit of cowardice during this time, or you can choose to be in control of your life. Yeah. You can choose to grow in holiness. And I think, Ooh, I don't want to, mm, I think the church has chosen the spirit of cowardice basically. And mm. so I, I just, including myself, right? I'm not excluded from that because I feel like I have kind of shrunk back rather than charging straight forward. And I think everybody kind of, I don't think anybody was like ready for it necessarily. No, no one was. And so, and something we're not, something we're not considering mm -hmm. something that we don't think about that. I don't think about, I didn't think about it until the Monday after the first mass was canceled. Yeah. Um, people that don't go to mass don't generally, <clears throat> when people don't go to mass, the church doesn't get money. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and so consider tithing that stimulus check all right just a little bit yeah because like we don't know how much money the churches are going to get but then again like honestly churches can be calling people and talking to people and saying hey if you're financially unable to give don't feel obliged to yeah. but if you can feel obliged to yes that's a spirit of bravery because yes. it sucks to say that, but it's like, hey, we're hurting mm -hmm. anyway. That's just my opinion. No, I think you're um, you're absolutely right. Tithing doesn't go. Because some of my friends are getting laid off. Mm -hmm. I don't want my friends to get laid off. I don't, I don't want, want my friends to lose churches to close. Like that would be yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, too late, but also yeah. <laughs> right. And I think probably maybe I don't really know how tithing works. I have all my tithing set up like online, so I don't. Yeah, like, it's not a factor for me, so I never really thought about it. But I guess there still are probably a significant number of old people that write checks, and so some people haven't figured out. Some churches haven't figured out how to do online giving how, yet. How is that not a thing that you know how to do in 2020? I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, they'll figure they it out now. Um, yeah, right. They got to. So, I just this is showing where the cracks were. Yes. This is showing where we were not prepared because we haven't been. We haven't. We have not prepared the church in America for a persecution. For, we've not prepared the church in America for diddly squat. The church in America is prepared for donuts. That's it. <laughs> That's all they're prepared for is they go to mass and they're like, all right, time to feast. And then they, they leave and then they're, they're ready for next yeah. week. And that's it. And I, yeah, maybe there's pockets of it where it's going well. Great. Awesome. Good for you. Stars, points, whatever. But if you're not teaching daily discipleship if you're not like walking with people in a way that like i think about paul and timothy a lot right about how he talks mm -hmm. in the beginning of that second letter to timothy about how grateful he is to god for timothy's faith timothy's friendship the relationship that paul has with timothy's family with his mother and grandmother like do our problem is, is our parishes are too big but it's like hard to blame that like i can't i can't state that that's like the whole problem it's like the problem is we have too many people that are convinced that like oh if i just increase my small group numbers then it's good but they're not are they teaching the principles of the small group like are you teaching say hey you need to go and be in person and pray with a person every single week and like lead like lead them in that way and have conversation with them or is it just like hey come to this thing at this time so i can give you this thing that i prepared and then i'll see you next week at this time and boom we're doing small groups you know yeah it's, but yeah. and that's Obviously, you're limited in some ways because you can't do, you can't really meet up with teens, <laughs> you know, because. Well, you can with two. With, yeah. But you need. Yeah. You, you can with, you can with two. With another um, person. Student. Yeah. With another person. So yeah. it's just, it's more challenging. Like you can't, you can individually disciple two people at a time, but it's just, <laughs> it's not as, and that's not a problem. But in general, for all the adults in the church. The, the reason that the adults in the church are struggling right now and they're looking for something to grasp onto is because nobody took them by the hand and said, this is how you pray every day. Do this. Nobody ever did that for them. Yeah. And, and then now we're freaking out. It's like, <gasps> nobody's going to pray. It's like, yeah, you never taught them how to pray, <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> so I... The other thing is we don't need to be teaching... We... <sighs> I'm not worried that my kids are in isolation. No. Because they've been in isolation. That's right. Like, they are not living their lives much differently than they did after school. Yeah. It's just... The only difference is the extroverts are now realizing they're extroverts. You know? They're like, oh, I kind of miss my friends, but I'll just, you know, play video games more. And, like, 
I stand by what I said when all this started is that I honestly think that this is going to change Gen Z. I think this is going to define us a little bit. Reminds me of that. Tragedy. I think this is my, that one. Tra- yeah. <laughs> I read this article in the Atlantic, which is the worst thing to do. Oh no. Why'd you do, why would I, you say that? <laughs> no, he was talking, he was talking about how it was, it was one of those. I, I don't like journalists um, or like want to be, uh, sociologist she's like i've dubbed this generation gen c and i'm like stop, stop it shut up gen, st- stop gen naming usb c no one no one needs to name generations anymore but it's just, just the thing we've done so we're sticking with the remember what that one lady tried to name it iGen, and i'm like shut oh, up yeah, i don't want to be iGen. Down. i refuse to be called iGen. uh thanks for the book but no thanks um stop trying to define me i don't need you mom so are you okay we uh no <laughs> my mom's great um I think that this will be an experience that changes the way that they view isolation in a sense. I think that once once this is done, they're going to be more grateful for the time they can spend with people. Um, I think we all are. I mean, I remember when this first started, I was like, I'm never going to take driving to Chick-fil-A and sitting down and eating at Chick-fil-A for granted ever again. Yeah. I'm going to be afraid to do it. I'm going to like, is there going to be a little thing in the back of my head that goes, oh no, any one of these people could be carrying a virus yeah. for a while, yeah. but I'm still going to be grateful to do it, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, there is, that is one thing that I, that I hope people take away. And I want to, I want to impress that upon my students. Like, yeah, you guys should be grateful for what we have. But again, I think that the church's problem right now is not teaching people how to be Catholic during coronavirus. The church's problem is teaching people how to be Catholic. Catholic. Cause that's, that's the thing. You know what the word Catholic means? Everybody knows it. Say it with me. One, two, three. Universal. universal. And so if the if the church is universal, then that means then it should universally be the thing that you do all the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, I just, I'm so, I didn't realize how fired up I was about this until today of... The point of the temple, the point of the new covenant is that, is that we don't need move. the temple anymore. And yet we're living like we need the temple. Oh, it was. You remember when do you remember when the temple got destroyed? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Either way, it was a national <laughs> tragedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Man. Anyway, but the. Yeah, the what is the oh the Jeremiah thirty one thirty one? Jamie, pull that up. Um, <laughs> where's my Bible? This is important. So anyway, oh, no, I no, just no, no, want no. I want to say this. this. I need this. I this is a New <laughs> Testament Bible only. Crap. I'm upset. <laughs> I want to read this verse because I think it's so good. I didn't realize you were a Marcionite. What is that? Oh, that's a, never a, mind. I probably a, said it wrong. No, it's a heresy that said that we don't need the Old Testament anymore because of the New Testament is yeah. it makes it obsolete. Um so Jeremiah 31 says, can I get the RSV please? Goodness, I'm not a Okay. Scroll scroll scroll. Behold the days are coming says the Lord. I don't need a subscription Bible study tools. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Bible study tool. I'm blocking ads right now. Pause on this site. Okay, refresh the page. Goodness, what's? Don't keep me from the good word. <laughs> enhance, enhance, computer, enhance. <laughs> Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it upon their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And it's like. The covenant that God, that Jesus brought, right, is meant to live in our hearts. It was made in flesh so that we no longer have to, like, physically worry about where it is or how to do it or, like, any of these things. It's just, like, all about having a relationship with the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Yeah. And nobody, I feel like nobody's saying that. I feel like nobody's saying that. Well, because Because no it's, one... like, more important to have a relationship with the church than it is to have a relationship with God. And I mean that, like, yes, you should have a relationship with the church in the sense that it, she is the mystical bride of Christ and, like, we are a part, like, that obviously is good. But I mean, like, a relationship with the hierarchical, physical, the people yes. of the church, like, personality, cult church, you know? 
Because a relationship with the church is a relationship with the bride of Christ, which is a relationship with the body of Christ, which is Christ. Yes. Like, so that's not different. What you're saying is it's more important to have a relationship with the high, with the church, with Christ, than it is to have with the lower C or local church. Yes. That's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, going to church for a Catholic, when a Catholic says that, they should mean something different than when a Protestant says it. Yes. And and people are going to get mad at us at something we said earlier, and I need to address it before people have logged off the podcast. I want people, people to be gone. mad. Um, you, it, yes. The temple is everywhere. You don't need the temple. Do we need to go to mass? Absolutely. Yeah, that's we can't good, right that's now. That's a good CYA right But there. yeah, we can't right now. So don't look back. Just look look at what's right in front of us right now. We've had to deal with this in the past. The church has dealt with this in the past. We've done this before because we don't need the temple. Your church building with its HVAC system and its okay pews and its fine stained glass is not is still going to be there when this is over, but that's not what takes you to God. What gets you to God is your pastor offering the sacrifice every day on your behalf. You don't have to be there for it. It's not about you. And that's what, what was happening with a lot of hyper-devout people on, on the internet before this happened. They're like, I'm going to go to Mass anyway, but Mass is not dependent on you being there. You can participate. The smartest guy in Catholicism wrote a prayer of spiritual communion. That means that sometimes he, a priest, didn't go to Mass. Who was that? Thomas Aquinas. St. Alphonsus de Liguori. Was it Alphonsus Liguori? I don't know. It was pro- Aquinas probably wrote something. Uh, the, I, I've always seen the spiritual communion attributed to Aquinas. But like that means that sometimes he was unable to celebrate. Mm. For a second, I was like, George Weigel wrote a spiritual communion, but then I realized that was a niche joke and nobody <laughs> would get it. <laughs> anyway i'm ranted out <laughs> yeah i am too thanks for indulging me because i just i feel like i needed to say those things <laughs> what why are you laughing you're like hey can you help me talk up can you talk me off the legend i'm like okay cool and i'm gonna get up on the ledge and jump and up and down we're gonna, with you. we're gonna light flares and we're gonna jump off did you read the story <laughs> did you read the story about the guy who ran a train off the rails to hit a boat Okay, so there was this train conductor who was convinced that one of the boats that was bringing medical supplies to Los Angeles was actually like a Russian like spy ship or something. And so he he ran his locomotive up to full speed, ran it off the rails, smashed through three steel barriers and two chain link fences and got 250 yards away from it before the train stopped. And the whole time he was hanging out the window with a flare lit yelling. Nobody was hurt. So it's hilarious. Okay, good. Who was this person? I don't know, but he's facing 20 years in federal prison. Yeah, that makes sense. What? Can you imagine being like, okay, I believe that there's a conspiracy going on. I don't think the government's actually trying to help with the virus. So what I'm going to do is run my train into a boat. <laughs> <laughs> they will write, They will sing folk songs yes. about me. Oh, crazy conductor. Oh, crazy conductor. You have saved us from the virus. I bet that sounded great at two times speed. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, before we before we wrap this bad boy yeah. up, um, I have a fun little surprise. For oh, wonderful! We gotta take it. We gotta take a quick trip to our corner to the, to your corner. Oh, really? Quick trip, quick trip, quick yes. trip. Now it's not long. Okay, it's okay, not a big question. Quick, quick, quick. Yay! It's not a question. It's just an update. Okay. Okay. It's from our friend. Which um, which one? The one we can't name. The one. Yeah, the the sublime sublimity of making those around you feel relaxed. First of all, sublime sublimity, I hate that. That's so bad. Um also the listen to my talk guy. So if you guys don't remember, this is the um this is the uh the gal who who this guy commented on her on she posted this thing that was like um uh, if I gave a TED talk what would it be about? And he said the sublime sublimity of making those around you feel relaxed, which made me vomit in my mouth. And um then he DM'd her and or she DM'd him, I think. I don't know. But um, someone slid into someone's DMs. And he said, hey, listen to this talk I gave on Faith. I want your update. I want your opinion, which is like a total flirt. Anyway, so she says, what is up, my dudes? I'd like to give a brief update on my situation. First of all, big fan of the advice. It made me laugh a lot, which I will say, though, that as a person who is woefully unfamiliar with both chess and poker, I did get lost in the queen metaphors a bunch, but it was super entertaining. 10 out of 10. I don't remember those metaphors. Anyway, the uh, the advice did teach me a couple of things. First, it showed me which of my Facebook friends listened to the show. Second, when I sent in my question, I wasn't sure if I liked the guy or not. I ended up telling him I would love to listen to his talk. I have not listened to his talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
This happened about two weeks ago, so I think it's safe to say I see him as just a friend. Yep. If a guy that I was interested in, it was if it was a guy I was interested in, nothing in the world would have stopped me from watching that talk the minute I got it. Yep. Anyways, I just wanted y'all to give closure. Patrick, welcome to Texas. I wish it was under better circumstances. Thank you for bringing that high-quality Aquinas content that, if nothing else, makes the abundance of time that I have go faster. Thanks, unnamed listener. That is our friend. Yes. Happy to give you helpful advice. At least we, we aided in your discernment, you know, um, which is I count that as a dub. If that's all we get out of Dr. Ethan's Danny Corner, then it's worth it. <laughs> so. I told him I'd listen to his talk. I have not listened to his talk. <laughs> like, well, we know where we stand now. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, that's all I have. Join us next week for Eliza's question that will be on Professor Patrick's book nook. Oh. Um, Eliza, I'm sorry we didn't get to it. But and if you have any questions I'll... about dating, send those in to Ethan at thecrunchcast.com or Patrick at thecrunchcast.com because I like it when he reads them to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send them to me instead. Um, anyway, and if you have any finance stuff, I have literally so much time. and I love answering. I just read questions. Total Money so Makeover. Send- so if you want finance questions, you can ask me too. I have I'm a certified uh, helper now. <laughs> certified. I'm a certified person cer- who read the I'm book. I'm a certified guy who kind of knows what he said in there. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. That's all I have. Hey, you can uh, you can find us on... Various social platforms if you're interested in in continuing the decline of the digital church. Um, That is twitter.com slash catholicpat. That is instagram.com slash petricknevy, I-I-I. That's instagram.com. I don't want you to follow me. Um, You can find Patrick on TikTok. What's your TikTok username? Catholic Pat. Is it really? Oh, handy. Yeah, we're just keeping the brand. Keeping the brand alive. Um, listen to my other podcast that I'm doing with my team called All Cooped Up. It's not very good, but we're working on it. And I love getting the notifications from our podcast hosting site that says, you have 10 downloads. Yay, <laughs> like, we, yeah, we, we do. <laughs> um, vote, in the, vote in the poll below whether or not I should get TikTok. Um, and... Yeah, that's all I have. Patrick, do you have anything? Oh, patreon.com slash the crunch if you want to support us financially in these uncertain times. We've got times. a lot of new cool patrons. A lot of our a lot of our cool new patrons have come on. We gotta shout them out at the end of some episodes. Huge shout out to our new unnamed patrons. You'll get a shout out if you submit a dating corner question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out Shane. I remember Shane yes. he submitted he 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 gave a lot, so Shane gets a shout Wonderful. out. Shout out Shane. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? No. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.